Hello and welcome to episode three of the Movie Bunker podcast with me, Chris. And me, Matt. <laughs> Today's topic of conversation is the great hitman, Agent 47. Why don't we start with your name? 47. That's not a name. No, but it is mine. What exactly are you? An assassin. And you're here to kill who? You should really let me go. Last time I checked, you're the one locked in here with me, and I'm the one with the gun. No, Mr. Sanders. You're locked in here with me, and you just brought me mine. Look, I know this is going to sound strange, because it is. He's an engineered human being. Stronger. Faster, more intelligent than normal people. They're called agents. What does any of this have to do with me? Your father started the agent program. He knows their weakness. You're the key to finding your father. So, did you enjoy this one initially, Matthew? Or what's your first thoughts before well, we dive off, in? When we start, when, when, when we suggested this film last week, I don't know, I can't remember who suggested this film. This is your... I suggested this. When I suggested this film (laughs) last week, uh, it was in nodding reference to the fact that it was a video game film and I thought easy fodder for picking up, like, poo points on the poo scale. And um, I wasn't disappointed in that respect, I don't think. Well, we kind of are kind of ticking boxes in terms of genre as well as we go. Because it, this is an action film and a computer game adaptation, which, as we know, don't necessarily translate to the big screen at all, or don't, or haven't any history of doing very well at all. <laughs> there isn't, I, I don't think there's... I, I was trying hard to think of a single computer game movie that is not awful. Yeah. Before we delve into computer game transitions to the big screen and yes. how shit they are, let's talk about the plot. I'm going to read out the plot synopsis, okay? So it does sound like the same plot synopsis. Plot, the, yeah, the plot synopsis. Although, to be fair, <laughs> plot synopsis is probably. It's pretty ploppy. Yeah. Genetically engineered from, from conception to be the perfect killing machine, he's the culmination of decades of research, endowed with unprecedented strength, speed, stamina, and intelligence, known as only Agent 47. His latest target is a corporation that plans to unlock the secret of the past to create an army of killers even more powerful than him. With help from a young woman, the elite assassin confronts revelations about his own origins and an epic battle with his deadliest foe. Hitman Agent 47 was uh, released in 2015, categorised as an American action thriller film directed by Alexander Back. Uh, This was his first... Uh, movie, his directorial debut. It was written by a guy called Skip Woods, who wrote, co-wrote the original Hitman film, because there was one before this. They've kind of rebooted it again uh, with Michael Finch. And as we've already mentioned, it's based on the Hitman video game series with a a main character and a a mysterious assassin known only as Agent 47. This is is where the synopsis and the reality of the film kind of don't work, do they? Because he's bred and made into a perfect killing machine and yet they made him bold with a large barcode on the back of his head no he's exactly like a sore thumb I mean thumb. you know everyone knows assassins are, are the people that 
They're literally like a sort of thumb. Yeah. But people know assassins are people, you know, people walk past in the street. Yeah, yeah they, they, they are invisible. Invisible. Yeah. Whereas this guy's incredibly visible. Incredibly visible. <laughs> He's incredibly visible. He's incredibly visible. Bold headed, barcode headed, nice suit. What are the right red tie? Yeah, so this is this is the thing, right? So the Hitman series was a popular game, right? I know, I never played the game. I think I may. I have loved watched, some of the games. Yeah, I watched you strangling people in the dark. Uh, I think a couple of times on the PlayStation or a, an Xbox or a, whatever the console of choice would be. Talk a bit about the Hitman series as a game, Matthew. What's what is the premise? The premise of the Hitman series game is to be the best Hitman. The sort of unique selling point of the game was that that you go to these beautifully created situations you know it's not it wasn't so much an open world going to get these days you would be very much dropped in a in a fishbowl environment where you would have to do several tasks normally kill people if we're honest you know he wasn't a nice guy um they they flowed up by making sure that they were obviously horrible people that you were killing but the the fun and the art of the game it was in not being discovered in being a very sneaky sneakerson of a man um trying to get the fabled silent assassin rating at the end of the level which meant that no one had seen you no one had uh, found any of the bodies all the people that you'd killed had made it look like an accident and you'd replay the level over and over again to get this silent assassin and to improve your yeah to to improve your score and actually yeah 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 there there was there was story there there was mineable Mm. plot and then what we finally see on screen both this time and the last time is a derivative action film yeah they've lost the essence of the stealthy assassininess of being a hitman and just created yeah. like a John Wick clone if anything yeah. I, I felt the, the action sequences and the, the, the precision of him as a hitman yes he, he wasn't necessarily a hitman he was just a, a an experienced and deadly killer with a gun you know yeah. he did lots of there's lots of headshots and um, he's efficient isn't he he's incredibly efficient but he's not a stealthy hitman it's not staying true to the original source. It's like, you know, adapting a book for the for the big screen. You know, sometimes it's the same or similar or they change plot points in order to make it work on screen. With computer games to screen, they they don't work historically. And I think the reasons you've touched on is that, you know, it's an immerse, submersive genre. Yeah. When I used to play computer games, the voice acting was incredible. The stories were great. Yeah. But you drove... The story. Yeah, you're that person. That's, you're that's person. your investment. So, in it. You don't have to worry about their character development. You don't have to worry about the monologue or whether or not that guy's a good actor or not because you're the actor. You're yeah, the, yeah. the person behind it. And in, in these violent games, the sort of third person separation is important because it makes you feel there's that difference between you and the person that you're killing. You know, there's, mm. there's someone in between you. It doesn't work so much mm. in first person. You're like, I always close my contracts. Video games, the good ones and the ones that we kind of know and love and stick in our minds and the things that we want to play and maybe sometimes we want to see, they have come in a circle of mm. of media before them. So, like, you know, um, the people that have made the games that, that are spawning films today grew up on a on a... Not on a world of games, but they grew up in a world of cinema and films and great films and stuff. So, mm. you know, you've got Tomb Raider, which is fundamentally indiana jones all the grand theft auto games are heavily heavily influenced by cinema um each you know each version of it is a a different film genre 
and then you got like games like Hitman, which where it's not got quite such pointable references, but it's definitely you know you've got like you you know your born identity kind of things mm. in there and things like that. But super soldier stuff, which is Hollywood for the last I don't know twenty years are obsessed with the the super soldier kind of. Um, theme of um, yeah genetically enhanced people betrayed by the government or or, or, um, abandoned by an organization and this is smacks of exactly the same thing so you read out the the the, obviously the official plot point there so but um, that's obviously um spoiler free i will give my sort of scant recollection of uh of the film yes um so you you start off with the introduction to to um hitman Agent 47, as he kills a whole room full of people. They do that very, very, very video game film thing of there's a couple of nods to the video game itself in terms of, like, at one point he actually strikes the pose from the cover of two of the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And you see him get his wire out, which is obviously a a signature weapon in the The, games. The Hitman, Agent 47, is quite an icon, isn't it? He's quite um, individual in terms of... Com, uh, computer game characters, it stands out as it's yeah. Not, it's not and, and it came from a point when um, they they basically um, his look and feel was based off technology. So they did, he was bold because it was easier not to give him hair. Part of the mechanics of the game would be that you'd get in disguises. Yeah. Um, if you've got hair rendered, then it makes it difficult to do that. So yeah, yeah. You, you know, popping a hat on a bald head very easy. easy popping a hat on a, a, a hairy head and it, you suddenly got a whole world you've got, of you've graphics. got hat hair issues yeah, you've got hat hair issues when he takes it off so yes yeah, th- like weird things that have come out of technology create a seminal character but then it doesn't necessarily um equate into um the computer game world so so we're introduced to agent 47 before you go on and sorry to interrupt you so early on in the game but because <laughs> i do us a lot but it's worth pointing out in the in the beginning credit scenes i don't know if you're going to get to this but yeah there is so much exposition of the plot explained yeah. to you. There's a voiceover, isn't there, to start with. It says, talks about all the history of, of the Hitman goings-on, if you like, or the corporation issues and what they did and the, and the, and the abandonment of the programme and these super soldiers or super assassins, etc., etc. And, and you're kind of given all this information in one go before the film's even kind of started, or, or at least after this like a little initial kind of action sequence. Yeah, but you have the lovely black voiceover of like, oh, yeah. man is defined by war. War oh, is yeah. defined by man. And it's kind of like art of war, you know, that feeling of uh, trying to make something very symbolic and deep. Yeah, yeah. But what is actually a load of bumpkin guff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've never been to war I don't think I'm undefined as a man. <laughs> no. We we see Agent Forty Seven. Um, we see him employ a, a range of gadgets to um, perform an assassination. Then we're introduced to uh, another character, uh, the lady. The lady, yeah, the female so, lead. And this is this is a, where the, it gets confusing, and the plot holes start to appear. So this this girl is being searched for by this shadowy evil syndicate, which, for good memory purposes, is just called the syndicate. I like that. Well, I it's mean, simple for them, and it's. I think they probably dropped the word evil early on. Yeah, so, like, yeah. shall we be called the evil syndicate? Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, there's already that evil syndicate up the road, and there's evil ink down the corner. <laughs> shall we just be syndicate? And yeah. they're like. I like it. Let's get the logo done and lots of um, high technology sweeping stuff. So the syndicate are looking for this lady. 
Yeah. Is she British? She, she comes across as British. Yeah, she Although probably is. we know not why. Um, so they're looking for her because she is the the daughter yeah. of Litvinko. Litvinko? Yeah. Litvinko, the original creator. He's kind of the uh, the super soldier serum Captain America guy who didn't die. He managed to escape. That's and left a kind of uh, a crumb trail for, of her, for her, didn't he? Or is, am I thinking of because, Tomb Raider? I don't know, because this is the weirdest part yeah, of this film. Yeah. So like, they, they're looking for her. They kind of um, do lots of facial recognition. She suddenly is found, somehow, because but they only knew her as a, a young girl, but then they've, they've, they've expositioned out what she would look like. Yes, yes. And then they go, blah, 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 blah. Match, perfect, Germany, off we go. Somehow Hitman finds out about this also. Well, Hitman's job is to find her as well. So you've got you've got two... Well, she, he gets like one phone call telling her he's got two targets. From his boss, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the target is the daughter and the creator, am I right? I, I don't... I, right. I'm not really sure. But this doesn't matter, ultimately, because... <laughs> Nothing matters, As we know in, in our previous podcast, plot means fuck all. Fuck all, so, yeah. It's discarded incredibly quickly. So we've got an organisation or the syndicate who are after her. Yeah. And we've got the hitman who is now after her as well. So it's kind of a cat and yeah. mouse situation. Zachary Quinto turns Spock up. Spock turns up. Yep, yep. You want to tell me what's happening now? The man you're looking for, his name is Peter Aaron Litvenko. Who is he? Your father. I don't know much. Only that he's a geneticist, an expert in human biogenetics who spearheaded a programme of experimentation. What kind of experiments? The kind that created killers. They engineered human beings by targeting and enhancing specific genes. The resulting subjects were stronger, faster, more intelligent than normal people. They were called agents. What does any of this have to do with me? Why do they want to kill me? Creighton Technologies has restarted the agent program. They're building agents right now, like 47, maybe worse. They believe that you're the key to finding your father. I don't understand. Surprising. Is he a good guy? Initially, we believe he is. Yeah, and but um, we believe, we're made to believe Agent Forty Seven is the bad guy because he keeps trying to shoot her. Yes, yes, and that, but he's just doing as he's told. I don't know what he's, he's doing. doing <laughs> anyway, they both basically get to her in some way, shape, or form. Walk away, or I'll scream. He won't care. But yeah, so the fundamental plan is uh, eventually Hitman and the woman get together to try and find her dad. She didn't know his dad but she was looking for him. And then the other syndicate are trying to stop him because they want him to create a whole bunch of new Agent 47s, Agent 48, 49, Yeah. Although she was... We found out later that she was... Yeah, interesting <laughs> turn of events, I think. And Her name was was French for 80 or something, was it not? Yeah. Neuf or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So, so to create this sort of um, suspense, and is is Spock is is Zachary Quinto, who was John Smith. Sounds like an original name. John Smith. Whether or not John Smith was, in fact, the good guy or bad guy, they have Hitman Agent Forty Seven, who you've already been introduced to as obviously the main protagonist. Yeah. Um, attempting to kill her, but then. To come, turning out round afterwards saying, oh no, I wasn't trying to kill you, I was trying to save you and kill the other guy instead. Where clearly the scene, he had many opportunities to kill the guy, yeah. and he just kept walking away from him, and several times he pointed a gun at her when she was literally the only person in front of him. It's just plot 
um, exposition, isn't it's it? It's plop Just, holes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's plop holes, which is now going to be a, probably a catchphrase. Yeah. For the podcast. Yeah, maybe it's a good time to bring up the IMDb. I am. Uh, so and have a look at the cast because I, I know the guy who plays Hitman, Rupert Friend. Who is he? What's he been in? I don't recognise him at all from he the was, films. In the boy with the striped pajamas, he was the Nazi lieutenant. Yeah. Uh, okay, um, but I had a quick look at his own DB. He's been lots of sort of period stuff previously. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, the casting then, as we're on that, Rupert Friend as Agent Forty Seven. What's your? Did you like him as Agent Forty Seven? I mean, if they're going for someone who's characterless, uh, or, or basically he's not acting, is he? Let's face it. There's no. He, he just has to look and sound. Like he hasn't got a person. Yeah, he doesn't have a personality. He's, uh, you know, he's he's a vo- a void of feelings and emotions, and that's the whole point of being one of these uh, genetically altered human beings. But yeah, as an you know, it's fine. I don't think you could you could put pretty much any any actor in that role and it be successful. I've got issues with Rupert Friend as Agent Forty Seven. Okay, well, what was your what's your problem? His head's not round enough. Right. He's got an incredibly. I mean, I was looking at his picture. He's got an incredibly square face. What? What? What, what are you after then? <laughs> what are you after in your roundy faceness? But the, it wasn't the roundy. It, so roundy faceiness was. Yeah. It wasn't roundy faceiness. So it's roundy head. Roundy head. Um, and um, he he wasn't bold enough. <laughs> they have no hair. Whereas clearly he. He shaved had hair, his, but he shaved had, his he head. He had like a five o'clock shadow on his head the whole time. Oh, fair enough. He had like head stubble. He had the, the thing where he had to maintain his baldness, whereas yeah. you th- you're saying that the and, agents and wouldn't have done As we mentioned previously, if you're going to be an invisible assassin, maybe the best thing to do is not maintain your baldness when you've got a large barcode on the back of your head identifying you as a hitman. Yeah, I mean, you're going to set off lots of checkouts as you go through. Yeah. I mean, what Unexpected item <laughs> in the banging area. That's me, you fucking idiot. <laughs> it's he's me. Not, I'm not, not a melon. <laughs> he's not Australian either. <laughs> Rupert Friend is is neither here nor there in terms of no. the lead and it, it could have been anyone um, as far as I'm concerned for me where the film was a little bit interesting is the shift in terms of some of the narrative what you might not be expecting happens so she is the pinnacle of the engineering I guess uh, her dad she finds out when, on, a, on a meeting with the dad that um, she was the, the ultimate Yes, altered human being. So she's yeah. everything. Actually, when we were talking about the guy from Wanted, um, now you're saying that it does. Cause she takes drugs to suppress what she believes to be feelings of anxiety and stuff. That's right. But it actually turns out. And again, in Wanted, he does similar stuff. In the right, beginning, doesn't he? It's a it's a it's a bit of a mashup of a movie, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I found that quite a good twist, if you like, that she was ultimately the best, uh, and that that they wanted her. Uh, uh, for, as well, so it was it was nice not to have her just dragged around by the hand, sort of. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Sort of token. So when, when she's let a nipple in the vest, <laughs> exactly. Well, when she's let loose with Hitman, kind of Hitman Agent Forty Seven, if you like, persuades her to sort of let go and use your yeah. use your powers. The two of them work together quite nicely and do these like like little kind of uh, set. There's a lot of action set pieces where they work together to see into the future to. Yeah, um, to work out who's going to be where and when, and then they 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 get through, you know, armed guards and things like that. When I get anxious and I can't sleep, I take things apart. Don't ever do that again. I quite enjoyed that bit, and I remember I was watching. There's a couple of really good set pieces. I remember watching them, and I was thinking, 
I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this for what it is. I mean, Ooh. controversially, it's slick. I think it's it's shot quite nicely. The director, Alexander Back, it's his directional debut, but he's got quite a lot of visual flair, I think, with a bit of... It wasn't bad. With a good story. Sense. What I think is clearly, obviously... He's, he must have done other stuff before, not maybe maybe feature films. Yeah, probably like but, music videos, which is kind of where everyone starts off. Yeah, so but you can tell, you can tell his kind of his beats. Like I say, the the, the underground scene where we first meet is incredibly reminiscent of the uh, the Matrix, um, yeah, fighting scenes. Yeah, um, in the train at the end of the first Matrix movie. Well, not yeah, not yeah. the end end, but what you thought was the end. It doesn't turn out to be the end. There's another yeah. end end. Then to say that the bit that you're talking about where they start using their powers to sort of like anticipate and pop up and kill people and yeah, yeah. squash people is kind of reminiscent of some of the scenes from Wanted mm. where he starts kind of bullet timing and bending and doing whatnots. And it's not ham fisted dealing with the action scenes. I mean, they don't really fit into the Hitman world. No, I think that's. We alluded to that earlier on. That yeah. The main complaint is that there's nothing apart from the iconography of the character or the look and feel of the main character, there's nothing tying the game together at all with the, with the movie, because, yeah, it might as well just have been an, an action movie. The bit with... Um, there's a nice little nod to maybe, I guess, um, maybe the Fast and Furious franchise. I don't know whether you know, there's a big car sequence where they all, the, all like uh, a load of soldiers capture the car by shooting harpoons into it and harpooning yes. into one place, and I think that's been used... Uh, in one of the recent um, Fast and Furious films. And, and yes, I but this would have predated that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought maybe that's where it's come from. And, and I like the visual, some of the visual colours and stuff really stand out. So I sat there thinking, oh, that's, that's not too bad. And I'd already written down notes about, you know, how incredibly wooden the dialogue is and, and very, very functional dialogue, how we've been drip, drip-fed the story we've been given the story all the backstory all the basil exposition has been given out you know the plot and we've been treated as an audience probably being a little bit you know subhuman in terms of what we might be able to understand from watching this film like that you're never going to get this so let's just tell you everything (laughs) and then you can just enjoy the action sequences because this is what it is it's for kids or teenagers yeah. on a first date. But it's true, true what you're saying, because everything that was in that um, that sort of information download, uh, pre-credits scene, there are various story points within the film itself where yeah. those bits could naturally have come out. So, like, you know, you might not have known straight away that Hitman 47 was genetically created. And it may have made a bit more of a surprise when she starts doing the hearing thing. But when you see that, you say, oh, he's just an agent. But big questions after watching this is why? <laughs> and there's, there's a big why written on my notes because what was the purpose of the clandestine assassin force? Mm. What? Why after like so? Her mum got shot, and when they were initially so, Levenko escaped from the syndicate. He didn't want to make genetic soldiers anymore. Mm. He'd made his daughter mm. perfectly. And so he chose to escape with his daughter and his wife. His wife got murderized on the escape. Yeah. He decides, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to waz off on my own and leave my eight-year-old, nine-year-old mm. daughter here. Um, I'll never get in contact with her again. I'll wait till she gets in contact with me. Where did she go? What did she do for 20 years? years? It's like the director and the writers are saying, fuck it, don't worry about that bit. 
we don't we're not I mean this is an action film right guys and they're like yeah 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 so does it matter no fuck it where's let's just write the next action sequence then they're like yeah okay what do they want more of me why would anyone want more of you she has a map wall as well have you ever had a map wall no well, I've got a map, actually, on a wall. But have you got, like, pictures with bits ah, of thread no. that go from one to another? I did start putting pins in it Ooh. to say where we'd been right. in terms of and holidays. Realized. And I thought, that's a load of shit. I've got four pins in there. Yeah, I've got four pins. <laughs> Ain't going to go up any time soon. No, and, uh, yeah, especially nowadays. So, yeah, I thought, well, I'm not going to do that again. But, no, you're right. The whole kind of pictures, pictures, thread... Uh, but I really want one. I want to do a map wall at one point. But what would it include? Where you've eaten nice uh, burgers? I don't know. <laughs> I went to a nice restaurant in, I don't know, so-and-so once. Again, it'd be the same too. Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. a massive... It'd be like I'd, I'd be able to make a... Uh, do you remember when you were a kid and you'd wrap wool around a bit of cardboard and then cut it and make a pom-pom? Make a pom-pom. You could make a pom-pom on my map wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a sentence I didn't think I'd be hearing tonight. Wow. <laughs> um, that's, when also, that's when you ring tone, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you can make a pom-pom at my mat wall. John Smith's real name was Brian. Okay. He, he, <laughs> she goes, is John Smith even your real name? He goes, no. He goes, what are your name? He goes, Brian. Ah, Christ. Just and then, but then for the rest of the film, they still called him John. Should we, should we talk about Zachary Quinto's character? Because he's, he's been genetically altered he as well. He's been genetically altered and, as well. And what... What's he got? Some sort of exoskeleton. Yeah, so um, and this is the second most glaring of plot holes. <laughs> is that, right, so we're led to believe that this evil syndicate, rebranded yeah. syndicate, trademark, pendant, was um, after Litvinko to create agents of mass destruction for, we don't know what purpose. So there's mm. plot hole number one. We don't know, what, why, would, why would this syndicate need an army... Of assassins, we don't know. Anyway, we we, we, we forget that one. We moved on. We, we saw, don't need we, to know. We saw some punch in the face. We saw a shot in the head, and we're like, "Fine, we're happy with this now." Yeah. So then we get on. John Smith, like you say, he gets shot. You're like, "Ah, oh, okay." That was surprising. Exactly, couldn't have died so soon. Pops back. Somehow, Agent Forty Seven works out that um, he was a playing possum to be weak, um, and, and b that he's got titanium armor underneath his skin then they have a fight and he gets his ass kicked basically mm-hmm. oh, so, Agent 47 uh, yeah Zachary yeah. Quinto kicks Agent 47's butt butt yeah. all over the place which then leads you to the point <laughs> they've created a better <laughs> Agent 47 already they did it yeah what what did, what did he need this guy for I suppose that Zachary Quinto doesn't have the mental capacities or the doesn't seem to need them. No, I suppose all you need in life is a good suit of armour, I suppose. Yeah, the ability to punch someone in the face repeatedly faster than Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Perhaps you should consider shooting them. Subdermal body armour. What, they actually got that to work? Yep. So we find out that Jacques Quinto is... Brian. Brian, beg your pardon. Brian is is enhanced with this exoskeleton, and there's another fifty cuffs, and then ultimately he croaks it right. There's, he gets out of it somehow, and then there's this big kind of um, siege scene where um, uh, Agent Forty Seven and um, Alexa, I want Alexa, 
Electra. What's what's no, the Katia? Katia. I'm so I'm so sorry, Katia. They go on a kind of like a matrixy uh, neo and um, what's the name of uh, oh, um, Trinity? Trinity kind of uh, attack on the um, on a yeah a building when they get suited and booted and then go after the main guy at the syndicate. They right. do. They decide that the best thing to do is to get this guy that never leaves a room. Yeah, to get them to leave the room. To get them to leave the room. But this, and she thinks she's been double crossed by him as well at one point. But actually, yeah, we're not really sure if she has or not. No, Mister Forty Seven. There's a great scene. I think um, I enjoyed a scene where he drives all uh, helicopters driven into the side of the um, skyscraper. She's in it. Does it? She's in it. Yeah. yeah, he's remote controlling it with all his gadgetry. And that, that, I thought that was quite cool. It looked quite good, and the CGI was Again, a good quality. Again, when have we seen a helicopter-based kind of rescue on a building? Yeah. This is the Matrix again. Terminator 2. And Terminator 2. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'll do my impression of uh, the T-9000 or whatever it was. Coming out the window. Yeah. Such an iconic scene. Um, I nailed it, I think. Yeah, you did. I mean, if you if this was a video podcast, you'd be like, "Shit, holy shit!" Get that boy. Uh, Britain's Got Talent. You'd be rewinding and playing it again. You would, yeah. Um, Add infinitum. The um, thing I've I kind of as well I've noticed about this film and and genre. Oh, sorry, action films. Well, not all action films, but a lot. You really heavily rely on slow mo and um, slowing down the fight scenes, and you get that. Where did we first see that, Chris? <laughs> exactly. Um, the Matrix. The Matrix. There's a lot to answer for, for the right reasons, I think, but sometimes for the wrong reasons. People have obviously uh, magnetised towards bullet time and everything, because it, in terms of creating a dramatic effect on screen, it's quite cool, because you see stuff happening and, uh, in, with much more clarity, but it's quite a lazy way of dealing with it. I know John Wick doesn't do this, and that's no. two of the two action films I kind of really enjoyed. John Wick was a surprise. One and two were good, yeah. That. And that's brutal. Yeah, pop, 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 and he's you know walking around. But there's no slow mo in that. The raid, oh. there's, there's no slow mo in that. So it can be done. You just you know don't necessarily have to. But I think the, the, treat the audience as idiots. These sort of two seminal action films, which kind of defined everything that came after them. Yeah. So like before, you used to have like action films where you'd have a very almost like they are now just. A, a bulletproof main character and then you had Die Hard come out which broke the mould you'd had this incredibly vulnerable heroic character who got hurt and you know very nearly didn't win the day was mm. clearly flawed you know mm. kind of every man and that was brilliant it was seminal and it, it kind of broke the mould of this sort of bulletproof hero that we had up mm. until that point after Die Hard, then you had a kind of a similar thing coming on, and then we had The Matrix come out, which then, like you say, started like the bullet time, the slow mo, and that. And then every film, action film since, I mean, not every, like you say, there are a few notable exceptions, but a lot of the sort of lazy derivatives after that became, uh, even in the Marvel films now, you, you, how many times have I seen a car flip yeah. in slow motion and someone do something cool? Next to the car flipping, either mm. stepping out of the way, jumping on it, using it jumping as a through it, you know. using a surfboard, yeah, yeah. you know, um, it, it's just it just everything follows on in a suit, and that's why these these films will never be more than a four out of ten because they don't dare to be different. Talk about budget as well, because I was thinking, did this was this film successful, right? So I had a quick look, and it, and actually the budget was thirty five million dollars. 
and the wow. gross was eighty-two million dollars. So it, it 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 washed his face in film terms. It made money. Thirty-five million. Okay, it's quite modest in terms of some of some of the. Hey, that's budget. good money. You can see why they do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighty eighty-two is a good. How did it make eighty-two million? When did it launch? It must have been like a September or something. Uh, I don't have the month. Twenty fifteen. Worth pointing out. It's ninety minutes long, exactly. Yeah, I, I I did appreciate the fact that it ended quite quickly. If we're doing these films right, it helps if they're hour and a half. What what did you like about the film, Chris? Um, I mean, if you had to pull out three things. Ah, cool. Three things that narrows it down. So three things I can extract from this film which made it bearable Ooh. were a the direction. And all the cinematography, and uh, how I think well and constructed some of the action scenes were. It was exciting in places, or exciting is the wrong word. It was okay. <laughs> I wish you could have seen his face okay. then. <laughs> B, or secondly, well, I have it I did the first time. I think today. A. a, right. So B, the second thing I, I enjoyed was. Um, the change in terms of the female lead character who have forgotten again having Katia, Katia having the, the the powers if you like or being the superior genetically altered human and the third thing would be the running time 90 minutes those are the three things and now that's probably left you with very little what about you um similar <laughs> uh i th- i thought as a stand up performance um katia's character was was good uh, she was um, the most interesting thing in the film by quite a long way, mm. and uh, and a decent actress. I, I quickly looked at her; she's not been in much, um, no. But I, I imagine she's probably going to be in more stuff because yeah, she was um, she was believable apart from the weird no touchy no likey at the start. Oh, which she had personal space issues. Yeah, which didn't manifest mm-hmm. at all. She was yeah, she was believable. Um, I yeah the the action scenes were shot nicely. There was limited product placement from the Audi RS. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, I mean that's probably half the eighteen million pound they made. Yeah, there's a lot of Audi in this, isn't there's there? There's a lot of Audi in this film. If you're an Audi fan, go watch it's it. It's like an Audi fan's wet dream. <laughs> well, it's not. It is until they start getting busted up and they're like, oh. But even though if you're into a bit of rough, oh, I might lose my boner. <laughs> Don't want to lose your bone, mate. No, never lose your bone. Not these days. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've, I actually, I'm struggling for the third. Um, I liked. No, that's it. Sorry, that's it. Too. She was good, and I liked the car in it. So at least on this occasion, I mean, I wasn't continuously going for fuck's sake. Yeah, this is shit. Um, shall we? See what the internet liked, Chris. Oh, yes. So it's our favourite part of the podcast. It is on my um, We're going to read um, some some reviews that we found on Tintinet. On the uh, The new uh, way of doing it is to do it in a generic, geeky uh, or internet troll man voice. Okay. Which Matthew's not keen on. But um, Only because mine's inconsistent. Yours is fantastic. Mine is inconsistent. What, my voice? You're, you're, yeah, you're doing it right mind. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean. So, shall I go first? Cause yeah, have you got a good or a bad one? I've got a bad one. Okay, go. It's written by YB2, and it was written on the 12th of November in 2015. I mean, he's given it a one-star review. This is on IMDb. Uh, and the title of the review is Ridiculous. Just going to get into character. 
I'm very much a fan of the Hitman games and was, again, shocked by the sheer ignorance in this film. Obvious mistakes and plot holes were apparent from the first minute. Don't agree more. Things like reloading guns only when it looks cool, guards with their backs to the elevator, contradictions in speech, lack of a credibility of the entire storyline can be forgiven. Since... It's still a dystopian video game, and don't we all love a dame in distress? That whole sentence made no sense. No, it's not a dystopian video game. No, no. The disrespect. What's his, what's his problem with people with their backs to lifts? Because it's. Well, you, you can't see what's coming out. <laughs> the disrespect director back shows in ignoring the very nature of the game's stealth and treating the audience as idiots is culpable. <laughs> Most of the shots seem to have been made just to look good. CGI was Isn't not that good. The point though. Yeah, well I mean that's the, well you're not going to make a, a shitty looking film. No. CGI was not too good, but unlike the rest of the film, functional end of review. Wow. He's got some good points. I mean, in terms of uh, yeah, I mean, we, 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 we've said it. He's, he's much more succinct than we were. But uh, <laughs> I mean, we didn't do it in the voice. We didn't do it not all the way. So apologies for the voice. Uh, he did it stealth. Is the thing he's stealth. picked up on. The, the, uh, that is a the theme of these reviews. Um, I've got a more um, in-depth review. Um, oh, let's hear it. Which uh, again, the, the score is a four out of ten. It's uh, T. G. Chan says no. With, uh, <laughs> With three exclamation marks, which doesn't sound four out of ten to me. No. No! Four exclamation marks seems more like... A two? Right, here he goes. I know it would be bad, but I cannot help it. I have to watch it. I have grew up with the love of the original game. Unfortunately, some people like to take advantage of the fame of good games and make bad films. Pulling many original fans into a pitfall. I, like a moth flying towards a fire... Will I get burnt? <laughs> right, so, you know, he's got pros. He, he knows he's in for a bad time. The metaphors. But the, now he's he's given us a bit of a minuted guide yeah. to it. So, Of oh, course, we're going to be here for 90 minutes. No, 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 no. <laughs> Fortunately, he's, he's only picked out a couple of the key minutes. Six minutes. Terrible. Not even one game had such ridiculous action going on. Plus 47 doesn't even look... Remotely like the original, who was a pixelated character on a PS1. So, Jesus Christ. It's eight improved. minutes. Another scene looks like a copy of John Wick 2014, uh-huh. but it is much more cringeworthy. 15 minutes. What the fuck is this <laughs> shit? <laughs> Alexander Back should be banned from the film industry. This guy has no clue. 51 minutes. <laughs> I have decided to watch this film despite of the negative ratings in hope that I can something good for... I don't know if he's reading reviews whilst he's watching it, but it, yeah. despite it. In hope that I cannot say something good for a change, but I really cannot. It feels like a mixture of Terminator, Resident Evil, Matrix films, but only when you take everything what is bad from them. One hour, ten minutes. The main character is quite likeable, even when he doesn't have much in common with 47. So he likes him in the end, one hour, twenty ten minutes. Took he's, him a long time to decide. He's warmed he's up. He's warm to him. Finally. If I would rate it solely on how truthful they have been presented, Agent 47 from the games, the rating would be minus four out of ten. <laughs> Terrible from beginning to the very end. Avoid like a poo. 
<laughs> Wait like a poo. I don't know if he means like if you see a poo. Oh, I see. Don't stand on it, rather than just constipate yourself. No, that's not healthy. Kids, take a dump. <laughs> um, I've got one more. This one is so boring and nowhere close to. Oi, what are you doing? Huh? Where's your voice, man? Oh, okay, sorry. This one is uh, no. This that's the title. So boring no. and nowhere close to the franchise. What I'm going to do is I'm going to re- re-record mine in my normal voice. Sticks <laughs> <laughs> me right up. Okay. So Agent Forty Seven, the Great, the Fantastic, the Unhuman. What the hell is this? I had the impression of watching a movie about Metal Gear Solid. Agent Forty Seven is silent, classy, a ninja. It doesn't draw attention in that movie. You see him as a beast, gun blazing, shooting people, not giving. <laughs> Gone on, I'm watching it. Not giving a dot dot dot. I think shit is what he's trying to say there. There's somehow a guy made out of metal. <laughs> God, what a shame. I wasn't expecting a great movie either. I'm not even surprised. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm just going to carry on. <laughs> I was bored after an hour watching that fake hitman. Plenty of car chase and shooting. Are we ever going to get a great movie game ever? Please don't watch it. There are plenty of good movies out there. This one is not. I'm not giving more than one. The action scene almost made me puke <laughs> with the shaky camera. It doesn't represent Hitman at all. I don't remember any shaky cam. No, me neither. Sorry if the uh, if that offended anyone. By the way, Arnold Schwarzenegger's mum. Yeah, that, it, 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 it didn't start off that way. It just seemed appropriate. And once I'm, I was in character. Get your ass to the reviews. But <laughs> <laughs> uh. well, because obviously we like to give some contrast to. Um, all about the contrast. I've got a good review. Should we do the good review and then we'll give our final verdict on Hitman Agent 47? Yeah. And, unless you've got anything good to say. What are you trying to say? No, anything else good to say. <laughs> right, this is this one gave it this chap here, which is Dark Jedi. Cool name, man. Dark Jedi. He, he watched this on the 26th of May 2017, so a good two years after it was released, and he gave it 8 out of 10. Cool action flick. I'm not going to do this in the voice because I think it deserves it. This guy is more of like a Danny Dyer type. I know, I know. This movie is rather superficial and simple. More effort has been spent on cool action than on depth of the story. Well, you know what? I do not care. I quite like this movie. Agent 47 is cool and kicks ass. The bad guys get plenty of ass whooping. The action is good. There are quite a lot of high tech and gadgets. What is there not to like? The movie starts off with quite a cool sequence introducing Agent 47. I have to say that I got into quite a bit of a wow mode right away there. The movie continues with plenty of action sequences, just a wee bit of slow down in between. Actually, the first half at least of the movie is pretty much one long chase. Some people are probably complaining about bad acting since Agent 47 do not really show much in terms of facial expressions or emotions. Well, news for you, this is not supposed to. (laughs) He is supposed to be a cold, emotionless killing machine. So stop whining. Personally, I found Agent 47 to be an excellent character. There is one scene in particular that I liked where Agent 47 intentionally allows himself to get caught in an embassy. Once inside, he, to no one in the audience's surprise, starts to tear the place apart. You have to see it to know what I mean. That's the end. I'm not reading anyway. Nice. 
Yeah, so, okay, we've done... I think we can move on from uh, Agent 47. We're going to do another adaptation from Game uh, game to Screen because there are plenty of... So stinkers. Sh- ...shiters out there. I'm interested to see what happens to Tomb Raider, the new one. Yeah, I think initial reviews have been, like, like three-star or two-to-three-star movie. They had a million again. Yeah. So, whose turn is it? It's your turn to pick. Okay. Right, so I'm going off on a different genre. Cool. We're doing... Movie 43, uh, starring uh, many, oh, many of characters from Saturday Night Live onwards to, you know, Hugh Jackman, Halle Berry, you name it. It sounds like a Richard Gere. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I've never seen it. Uh, I've just heard when it came out, it was an absolute travesty. Right. I was about to say, this doesn't sound like our sort of film, Chris. (laughs) But so, yeah, it's got very, very poor reviews. So uh, Movie 43 is what we're doing, and it's a comedy Yay. Ding ding! Join us on the next uh, Movie Bunker podcast. If you'd please. like to uh, get in touch with us on social media, then please just search for the Movie Bunker on Twitter and Facebook. We've got a page and a Twitter handle, and uh, interact with us there. We can talk to you, and you can talk to us. You've been one of those early adopters where we'll, we'll jump on you like shit on a fly. Well, if you're the first person, if you're one of the first few people to interact with us online, you're going to get a lot. <laughs> you get a lot of attention. Attention. Because uh, that's the kind of guys we are. Desperate. Thanks for having me again in the bunker, Matthew. I've You're seen, welcome. I like to be done with the place. Bunker. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>